OnlyFans is one of the fastest growing social media platforms at the moment. But unlike Facebook or Instagram, it has a kind of weird twist to it where it's mainly a pay-to-play content. For those of you that don't know, this is where influencers or escorts or whatever you like to call them sell their content to consumers at a price. However, in most recent weeks, it's become very mainstream with celebrities such as Bella Thorne and Cardi B taking to the platform. So today we discuss whether or not there should be some sort of regulation, whether or not it's right or wrong, and we just simply are going to have a conversation about where it's going. Obviously, where it has ended up is not necessarily where the creators wanted it to be. So today I'm joined by Lucy Seven of the Liberal Party, Ellie Roberts of the Conservative, and Abby Smuts the Labour Party. So, first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Ellie the first question, obviously, of the Conservative Party. Ellie, what are your thoughts on OnlyFans? You seem to be quite against it. Just can you expand, obviously, this was based on your article and also another article that Lucy wrote. So just tell me what you thought, what, you, what your thoughts on OnlyFans are. Absolutely. So I'd like to just, you know, say that I'm not completely against it. I do understand that there are certain professional content creators where this is a legitimate role, and a legitimate money maker for them. However, I do think it's vital to highlight the dangers of it becoming mainstream and especially promoted by these influence to which young girls look up to like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. I do think it's, you know, it does have a really, really damaging and dangerous side that isn't being highlighted nearly enough in the media today. Okay, Lucy, let's go to you, because you seem to have a very different view, especially written in your article. So can you, w- what's the difference that maybe Ellie has missed here? What has what she missed that you are seeing in this content? Um, <clears throat> I believe that OnlyFans, out of all of the avenues of the sex industry, um, offers one of the most empowering and safest platforms for women and men who um, are choosing to monetize sexual content. However, I do agree with Ellie that the use of celebrities and their marketing does have dangerous and um, dangerous effects and should definitely be regulated. What are, what are the dangers? Because I'm, I'm guessing that obviously Ellie's worried about one thing. Maybe I, I can see both of you maybe disagree about the aspect of celebrities but what why are you worried about celebrities what impact can they have um as per my article the use of celebrities in OnlyFans it creates um it devalues the um it devalues the work of the content creators because it how do I put this right uh, it devalues the work of the content creators because it, glamour- it glamorizes um, the hard work, the unpaid labor, the all the other things that go into creating a profitable OnlyFans account, which these celebrities don't have to deal with. So when they apply for mortgage, mortgage, mortgages, um, loans, other jobs, celebrities have got this backbone um, where it's just seen as a thing on the side, or it helps them with their public image as a pro-sex person. Whereas with other people, they don't have that luxury of having that um, safety net. Okay, so Abby, I want to finish with you. 
get your thoughts as well on OnlyFans, and then we'll we'll open it up to the platform for you guys to kind of discuss because I feel there's going to be a bit of tension between Ellie and uh, Lucy at the moment, which is fantastic. So, Abby, let's go to you. What are your thoughts? I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with Lucy. Of um, yeah, OnlyFans offers a really quite um, convenient way for um, sex workers to create content safely um, and can be really empowered by that process. But also, of course, there are going to be issues concerning safety and um, ownership measures that OnlyFans as a platform need to sort out legally. But um, other than that, obviously, like concerning every industry, there will be things that need greater legislation. Um, But other than that, OnlyFans is looking quite uh, empowering in in the industry. Ellie, would you agree with that? Let's, yeah. let's hear your the thoughts. The thing is, I think Just... there's, a very, there's a very dangerous narrative when you do call something like OnlyFans empowering and safe because, you know, especially there's always going to be a few cases where it's great for the women. They're earning a couple of thousand a month, but there's going to be the same amount of stories, if not more, of underage girls or revenge porn or stalkers. And having a platform like this and labelling it as, as empowering is kind of promoting the use of it from a girls looking up to influencers and people like Cardi B and thinking oh wow they're making all this money on this platform like this is a legitimate career path and that's taking these young girls and boys away from other sustainable career paths like becoming doctors or becoming CEOs and all of this kind of you know more professional kind of um, jobs at the same time it's you know absolutely not safe and there is a stigma with sex work and with this for a reason because I mean if you even if you look at Mia Khalifa who was on you know, porn sites for a few months. She says that it still brings her like shame and she has been psychologically damaged by that. And this will happen to more and more young girls. And sex work, you know, it has a history of having, you know, there's illegal trafficking attached to it. There's psychological damages on men. So I don't understand how you could label. I'd love to hear how, you know, both you, Abby and Lucy, you know, believe this to be empowering. Well, I'm really happy you brought up the example of Mia Khalifa because I was going to bring her up as well. She was um, she was in a porn film. She wasn't in charge of any of the content that she created. She, I think, she would coerce into doing things she wasn't comfortable with, and she had no control over the image and the videos that resulted from that experience, which again has caused her utter psychological damage and has been horrendous. And she made something like. Uh, $13,000 from it and it's had tenfolds of millions of views which is the dangers of being at the hands of these grotesque middlemen that prey on young women at least if they're using OnlyFans they are in control of their own images yes images will always get stolen it's the nature of it we don't need to have We've all, we all use the internet, we all know the dangers of the internet, but they're not at the hands of these people that are actively trying to take advantage of them and milk as much money out of them as possible. So what I would just, sorry, quickly respond to that is I'd now argue that the middlemen are now the customers. And I think women don't have as much control as you are suggesting they do because there is the issue of these, this is their, this is their job. You know, you go to a job and you have to do mm. the thing that the job requires you to do to make the money in order to survive. And because OnlyFans does have a monetary aspect to it and you have to make enough money to be able to pay rent for most of these girls who are on the platform, they don't always have the ability to say, 
even though they do in theory, because it does have a monetary aspect tied to it, they don't always have the ability to say no because they need that money so badly. And this often leads them into being coerced to do stuff that they're not necessarily comfortable with. You know, there's, you know, a lot of men who are demanding things like, you know, them strangling themselves or dressing up like underage women and, you know, much more stuff that I probably won't mention on this podcast. Mia Khalifa is a, is a, is a case that is very interesting, but I do think more women will be psychologically damaged because their pawns are being used for um you know on, in other cases and if you look at you know recent studies 60 percent of teenagers and young women are saying that pornography and things like OnlyFans has massively affected their self-esteem and body image and images so I just think it's incredibly damaging to all of our young our young women and young men because yeah it's just it's not really fair on them I mean but the majority, firstly, the majority of OnlyFans um, content creators don't get their primary source of income from OnlyFans. It's often a side hustle. And so um, I reject that argument that often women are forced into stuff that they maybe want to do. I think the whole allure of OnlyFans, as Lucy said, is that they have they have ownership over their own content. Like Nia Khalifa, for the example, used the whole reason that she was forced into sort of um, wearing a burqa whilst in a in a film was forced from exploitative contracts so the whole removing of that in OnlyFans is a bonus but also um, to your second point I think porn has been around like literally forever and it's been really seriously damaging in the last couple of decades because of these bad narratives of you know misogyny and sexism in these narratives and obviously that's really becoming um, apparent in our generation and the younger generations in the many um, studies done on how it's really badly affecting relationships and domestic abuse and all that but that's a narrative that's been around before OnlyFans and I think that definitely attests to the need to regulate and to legislate it concerning porn um, the whole point of OnlyFans is that it does take out that that bad, you know, interaction between, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever porno sort of narratives are going on. I, I would like to pose a question here for our audience, um, because for people who especially don't know what it's like or what OnlyFans is, I'm sure this is a question they will have, is how will how do content creators on OnlyFans actually have better control over their content. I know they can choose what they create, but surely once the video is made, if you, if you, you know, subscribe or however it's chosen, surely you have, they have, the consumer then has control over what they can do, where they put it. Is it, so, so what would kind of be the question there? How, how does OnlyFans actually do better than, for example, it's happened with um, uh, porn creators? I would argue that it doesn't. Um, if you, you know, there are so many people, um, if you actually look at the reviews of OnlyFans, it's mainly negative. And so many content creators have this issue of their content gets stolen by men and then it gets made into a meme or it gets distributed without their knowledge. And then they try and contact the Only, OnlyFans, you know, company and nothing is ever done about it. And then this can be used as revenge porn and, and you know, and much more than that. And that's the issue. Like you don't have, con- yes, you say you have control over what content you make and what you're putting out as your side hustle. But re- realistically, you don't ever have control of what you put on the Internet. So it's, it's, it's completely it's completely unsafe. 
I mean, I would agree with that. You don't ever have control, full control over what is out in the internet. Totally <clears throat> would agree with that. And, and I think that's a, an argument for OnlyFans as a platform to definitely ramp up their legal team and the, um, the ability that they have to protect their users. I, I wouldn't disagree on that front. But mm. I hope that most of the women and men using OnlyFans go on it with the knowledge that 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 is a possibility just as um if you're a worker out there you're the possible of your work being stolen is also obviously it wouldn't have the same psychological effect but it's also a possibility so that is definitely up to OnlyFans to um increase their protection of their um, workers but they they, they, yeah. they have had this opportunity to up their security and you know there has been a, a, a spike in content creators joining OnlyFans during COVID because of the amount of un- unemployed people but OnlyFans has not taken any responsibility for anything that's happened and this is why so many underage girls are taking part in OnlyFans if you look at the statistics it's actually quite shocking the amount of you know even 15 year olds who are joining and just posting you know um x you know x-rated content and only fans this is only fans because it's this site that says it's the power is with the creators they're able to not take responsibility for this and then this is leading to all kinds of other issues like this can lead to you know increased pedophilia on the website and increase you know it's just yeah it's baffling to me um see i think taking what you said about sorry um the increased paedophilia on the site, I think, is a bit extreme because as we've seen on Pornhub, we've seen on YouPorn, the amount of paedophilia that gets leaked onto these websites is absolutely abhorrent and um, needs serious addressing. But what I, what I was trying to say in my article is it's not, this is why it's so important when we have sex worker websites or websites that are predominantly used by sex workers Sex workers are both included in all levels of the um, of the marketing, of the administration, of all runnings of the website, because it's their input that allows it to be the most beneficial to the users of the site, enable them to make the most money and keep the content safe. Um, can I just ask, like both Lucy and Abby, do you, do you honestly believe that OnlyFans and sex work should be advertised or promoted as a legitimate career path for women? Yes. (laughs) Because it is one. I mean, if you want to go out and have sex for money, I want to make sure that that is the safest and least um, dangerous route that you want to do because it's something that you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. It should be, you know, monitored and we should make sure that the people who do want to do this are safe. But don't you think instead of, you know, people arguing over or what is this a legitimate career path? Should we be promoting this to young women having all these kind of it's not even just Cardi B and people like that. It's other influence who is who, influencers who are completely normalizing the site. Do you not think instead of doing that, we should be saying, look, we should be trying to minimize the pay gap here. We should be trying to make women feel equal and we should be promoting other other legitimate career paths. Because once once a woman, jo- a woman joins OnlyFans, their, their chances of getting, you know, becoming a, I know this is, you'll disagree with this, but the chances of becoming a CEO or someone high powered is very unlikely because it will damage the, the image of that rep, of their organization. The first thing employers do when you go to a job interview is Google your name. And realistically, if you do have naked or only found content out there, it's unlikely that you will be able to get a position for, you know, the longevity of your career. Ellie, can I just ask, why do you think sex work isn't a legitimate career? I do think it's legit. I I haven't said that. It's not a legitimate career. I I don't think it should be a a prospect. I think some 
women do go into and there are professionals there are professional porn stars and it can be done in a correct way i just what i disagree with is you know um younger younger women being promoted into this career path from a young age and i just think there should be you know higher higher goals for these women and I, you know as a, i think feminists would kind of agree with me that women shouldn't be you know you have more than you are more than your body and you should be able to you know use your brain as well as your body well yeah i'm just confused about how sex workers don't use their brain like i think it's quite actually quite sexist actually because a sex work is just providing a service which there are so many other jobs out there that do the exact same thing and in fact often more than not escorts are required to um you know build relationships with vulnerable and lonely people and um often say that part of their more of their job is less about the sex it's more about the relationship so actually they're providing a really um connect they're providing connection with a lot of people and i and a lot of only fans people would say that they they are just like influencers on instagram they build relationships with their um their uh followers and so i'm just confused about like why is it that sex work is viewed as no, not what, using your brain and only using your what, body what they what they well look, sex work as an industry has been undermined for a number of very legitimate reasons including human trafficking underage girls pimping paying people and drugs all of this kind of thing but i think the point you're making about a relation you know sex workers building relationships with their clients is not true i think men are targeted who are vulnerable lonely individuals and, and they're tricked and they're still paying these girls it's not a relationship if you're paying someone that that men are paying you know and women are persuading them to pay more and more money for their services that's not a relationship in fact i think it's targeting vulnerable men and i think this is a point that max made in his response to my article it's a very important thing that we need to focus on that it's also bad for the mental health of men these kind of services I mean, I'm just a bit confused about how it's targeting men when, like, in this scenario, in this transaction, like, a man would, the man, as in the uh, the buyer, quote-unquote, um, would have to approach the sex worker for anything. I, I just yeah. don't understand, like, the the taking advantage because they're just literally offering a service and uh, someone's taking them up on that. As hosts... I know I'm not particularly meant to intervene here, but <laughs> purely because I, I want to reply to Abby's question in a uh, in a kind of understanding way. You would, if you use that theory, then <clears throat> gambling is not an addiction because gamblers still have to go and use a service like Paddy Power, or whatever. It's it's if they are addicted or have mental health issues, I would personally argue that from that point they've given up their consent because they cannot actually healthily consent to using it. So, no, I'd agree. And that, so therefore that, they need to go and get help. Like, but that doesn't it's stop not the service from being available. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the responsibility of the sex worker that the person who's using the site has got mental health issues. Yeah. Sorry. I'll let, I'll let Ellie reply because as I said, <laughs> as host, I'm not meant to uh, reply, but um, I'm not so saying Ellie, that it's the it issue of the sex worker. No one's blaming the sex workers for men's mental health issues, but it's, it's, it's a problem that isn't being spoken about enough. And it's just another, 
kind of it's another damaging effect of OnlyFans is that it's offering these men another service that is just further psychologically damaging them and it's 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 damaging them to an effect when they are you know struggle to have real life relationships and this can lead into depression and if you look at male suicide rates compared to female suicide rates they're astronomical and so this is another issue because we do focus a lot on you know the women in the OnlyFans industry we do need to look at how you know men can be helped in this in this industry as well but I'd argue with that um, thinking, you could literally apply, apply that to every industry. You know, why is McDonald's allowed to work when, um, you know, people with food addictions can increasingly put their health at risk by, like, eating really unhealthily each day? Like, I totally get that, obviously, these industries will have bad effects but on, on certain people's mental health, but that's not the responsibility of the industries. If there is... If there is um, you know, a pandemic of men being really taken advantage because they're vulnerable and their mental health's not great. There should be a route for them to get help. But that's, again, like, as you could say, you could apply that to every industry of it having a bad point. I'm, I'm going to cut in again here. Sorry, I know as the host, <laughs> I shouldn't. Uh, but you use McDonald's. First of all, McDonald's then has a, a tax on it for being unhealthy food. And also, it's also to discourage people from using it. As well, if you're someone who is overweight... How many of you would say you can put your hand up and say, I'm overweight, I need some help, I need to go to the gym. You can go and get the help that you need because you're overweight. Virtually everybody, because that's not a hard thing to do because in our, in our modern society, it's okay to ask for help about being overweight or if you eat much. How many people would actually put their hands up and say they have a porn addiction or paid, you know, uh, addiction to OnlyFans? No one. No, no one would ever do that. Well, Terry Crews did it. Terry Crews did it. I, I, I was just about to say Terry Crews. And you look at the reaction he had for doing it. He was slated left, right and centre and called a celebrities calling him out. So Terry Crews is the only one who's done it. And the reaction actually caused him to... And, and he, you can ask... You, he's very open about it. When he came out, the reaction by the public was so damaging to his mental health. It put him in a worse situation. But surely that's a better reflection on... Well, a worse reflection on how stigmatised mental health is rather than to, related to the porn industry. All I'm hearing from you, which I totally agree, is that we need better services for mental health. That's absolutely what I'm saying as well. I'm not yeah. saying this is... I'm just making, this, I'm just making the point that... Yeah, so... But, but you're, you're using this as a way to reform the porn industry. And I'm not dis disagreeing that, yes, sex work needs absolute reform for the reasons that Ellie listed of like all the terrible things that go on with it but legitimate porn workers need they don't own the responsibility of your mental health but is it not do you still not think it's wrong to take advantage like would you call you know gambling companies that just simply ruin people's lives you call that morally right no, I the, wouldn't, I, but I, I wouldn't on, deny on, them. On, on the flip side, OnlyFans do exactly the same. Is it morally right? I, I disagree that OnlyFans so don't do it, the exact I don't... same. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is, is porn addiction and pay-to-play is a well-known addiction where people have l ruined their lives, they've lost huge amounts of money and their relationships. Whether and you know, and it's it's not a well known factor that sometimes OnlyFans can lead to suicide in the same way that gambling can. So why is it is why is it morally incorrect for gambling to do that? Where, but at the same time, it's where it's a more personal relationship, so it's even more one on one and damaging, and even more well known because they're particularly exploiting those people. So why is that morally correct? 
but the other one it's is not le- le- legitimate porn workers are selling this fantasy to men and this is leading them to do things like spend ridiculous amounts of money and leave their wives and all this kind of stuff it's not it should be you know it should be regulated like mcdonald's it's it's not the fact i'm not saying that only fans is not wrong I'm not saying that you can't, and I'm not arguing at any point that women cannot sell um, their content that they want, the way they want to. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying there should be restrictions on how much people can buy. Because at some point, as you said, as Ellie just said, selling a fantasy to them, and they're taking them down a road which can have serious impacts on their real life, which is without them realising and without them actually being able to consent to it because they're addicted you are, we are here to try and help gamblers in the same way. Gambling and actually pay-to-play have very simple connotations towards the both. The difference here, as, as you said, is taking advantage of very lonely people who don't necessarily, they don't have a route to try and deal with their mental health. So two options need to be put here from my personal opinion. I know as host, I'm not meant to be saying much, but <laughs> this is, this is a, uh, you know, I, I, something I feel very strongly about because I feel it's being completely missed. I think, first of all, it needs to be, accepted that this is a problem in society. As we said, Terry Crews came out with it, and that's just porn addiction. It's not even paying for it. And we need to accept it as a problem, and we need availability for people to go and see it. But second of all, we need restrictions on how much people can actually buy, because at the same time, if people are using it, as you, as you said, Lucy, as a side career, not as their main career a lot of the time, they don't need to be living then on their for £30,000 a month. £30,000 a month does not come from somebody spending the odd 10, 20 quid here. It's from spending hundreds of, and possibly thousands of pounds a week. And that's the difference. That's all I'm saying. Yes, but this, this is what confuses me. It's sort of the double standard. People go into debt all the time over, you know, shopping addiction, um, you know, spending living lifestyles that they can't ha- handle. And obviously, these people need help. I'm not denying that. But where is the sort of the outrage that the that credit cards are allowed to go so high? Where is the outrage that um, shops will allow these people to spend millions and millions in there? I'm not oh, no, saying it, it's... one one person's crimes does not excuse another one's. We're not talking about shopping addiction. That is a problem into itself, and I completely agree. But don't use Trump's whataboutism tactic to excuse <laughs> OnlyFans taking advantage. We're talking re- about OnlyFans. Here. I reject don't... that accusation (laughs) um no but i'm just saying that there's a double standard in the sense that you're applying that way of thinking to only fans but not to the rest i'm not trying to excuse i think it's abhorrent the amount of money people are allowed to spend but it surely if you're going to let that in one store happen why can't it be done in only fans I, I completely agree with you that it shouldn't be done in shopping anyway because i think it there are people with shopping addictions and they need help it's exactly the yeah, same. I, it's exactly I, I... the same situation. And I think and, and credit card companies should have a better responsibility of looking after their stuff, uh, their customers. It is it is a, a moral obligation to look after your customers, especially when it comes to addiction and mental health. So I'd argue both are just as bad as each other. But the difference is, and I'd argue this a bit more, is that it is it is manipulation of one on one women one on one talking to men lonely to get money from them that, that's also a really big difference here i'd also argue because it is literally manipulation one-on-one no. that's also but not 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 to say not to say that both aren't just as bad because they are just as bad as each other but i would argue that there is that and it does happen a lot i, I would also uh, sorry I sorry think, go on um i think 
you're, you've got a really narrow mindset, I think, of what occurs on these websites. Of course, mm-hmm. relationships between customer, like between paying customer and OnlyFans creator, you can get very intense emotional connections. But it also people wanting to view specialized porn. There's a rush. Um, there's a rush of when you know this has been created just for my eyes. It's there's a whole spectrum of different types of content to purchase. It's not just these women crawling into these men's DMs going, "Ah, oh, send me send me a hundred pounds and I'll flash." You. It's not that. I think you've really scrubbled into one into one section of the site. So, but it's still a section that needs to be sorted, yes? It does. I think it does it's... and it doesn't. Um... I, either way, I would like, because we're, com- com- we're coming to the end of the debate, and it's been a fantastic debate, and I'm sorry that I got into it as the host. I'm meant to remain impartial, so I apologise for that. Um, not to say that both sides aren't making fantastic arguments, because I think this is one of the best debates we, we've done. And I think it would be only right that we do it again, because I think it's been so interesting. But I do want, we've come to the point where I think in some sort of way, we argue that we need better protection for women. I think all, with all three parties, that we need better to give them control of their content. Do I get general consensus of that? Mm-hmm. They need to be better looked after. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I would like to ask as a kind of open question, what type of maybe regulation, support, stuff that only fans has to change let's go back to the the producer and not the consumer i suppose in that aspect what support help i think only fans needs to take accountability for the people that are subscribing and i think one of the main issues is underage people subscribing they do not have a good enough system to be able to record this or battle this because it is a real real problem that isn't being advertised nearly enough is that, is that subscribing both, or both. producing? Both, both. They're subscribing. Sorry, just... All you have to do to join OnlyFans both, is produce okay. an ID. And we know how easy it is to get a fake ID. All, all these underage people have to do, show a photo of the ID, and then they're in. And then they can be creating, you know, 15-year-olds could be creating content for all these, you know, all these older men. And that's completely wrong. To, to subscribe, you don't actually need an ID. They've actually like changed their policy recently. On, yeah. on the flips. And I think additionally, OnlyFans needs needs to stop, you know, hiring these influencers to market market this as normal because it's not realistically in an industry where there is underage people creating sexual content. It's not a normal industry and it shouldn't be advertised as such. Lucy, Abby, what would would you suggest? Yeah, no, I'd agree um, with everything Ellie said. I'd also say that OnlyFans need a larger legal team where they are guaranteed to protect um, any consumers who steal images from um, content creators and actually prosecute. Um, I mean, that would really help stop revenge cases. And also from what I've just heard, like throughout this conversation is that generally mental health services and just general parts of life need more regulation. So we obviously need larger big government um, and so that's what I'm going to get out of this, basically. Lucy, what would you, what would you say to that? Do are we in agreement with uh, Ellie and Abby, or disagreement? Um, I I would say I'm mostly in agreement with um, Ellie and Abby because um, the lack of protection for consumer and content creator from the OnlyFans website is negligent, and definitely needs to be dealt with and the streams of being able to access those who are in charge of OnlyFans is so limited 
and which was seen when Bella Thorne was like, don't worry guys, I'm talking to the creators and all of the creators were like, you can get in contact with them. What? That's happening. However, what needs to be done about, about um, people who are underage, this is education, this is education in schools. There is a huge problem with, um, with people advertising underage, with underage people advertising their OnlyFans on Snapchat. That needs to be dealt with and then directing them and that is completely unregulated so I think it needs yeah and I'm going to agree with Ellie big government solutions of how to prevent all of these social media networks allowing um child pornography and underage underage people exposing their bodies online okay let's to kind of finish off just as, as a final little bit I'd, I feel this has been so focused on OnlyFans but I feel this is also a question that needs to be applied to maybe porn in general or other platforms that offer a similar type of content to OnlyFans. Actually, let's, let's focus on just porn in general. What, what would you say to porn companies? Because I know a, a number of them are, 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 let's say, Pornhub are under huge scrutiny at the moment um, to stop all this paedophilia and awful things that are going on, revenge porn and stuff like that. Again, any suggestions? And then possibly I would also love to hear, I would just want to hear each your thoughts and then we'll, we'll wrap up from there. Do we need to change escorting uh, laws in this country as well? Because we seem to be kind of caught in the dark ages compared to other uh, countries and how it's being done. So I'd love to hear each of your opinions on that and kind of a more wide out question so uh abby why don't we start with you what would you say okay so a lot to cover so porn obviously Pornhub has a huge responsibility to take down all the videos that don't fit the criteria of being safe legal and healthy um they have they're renowned for failing to do this like millions and millions of videos of of you know child porn snuff porn um pedophilic all of this um remain up and they they are renowned for absolute doing nothing because of course they 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 make money off these videos so why would it be beneficial for them to you know put in the effort of taking them down so i think pornhub needs to be absolutely held to account for that um regarding the porn industry and the sex industry look my utopian uh view would be that the sex industry is one that is um for women to men and women to safely and uh, willingly participate in it, where no one is sort of taken advantage of and forced into it, but also that it's a healthy relationship the other way. Um, and I think that is the only way we're going to be able to do that is by destigmatizing it and normalizing it to a an extent where we can legislate on it and get to a place where it is safer and we can make it um, much, much better healthier um and as lucy said that starts also in education and schools Perfect. thank you very much abby lucy over to you um okay so in regard of the escorting laws in this country i think they need complete and utter overhaul for example the one i have my my biggest uh, problem with is the fact that two sex workers can't engage in sex work on the same property on the same site which means that you leave these people even more vulnerable because they're having to do it on their own. Like it's legal, it's legal to um, get in a stranger's car and perform your work there than it is to have a property designed for your job with multiple other people doing their job and having access to, access to security under the guise of we don't want to create a brothel. 
um, I'm really sorry. What was the other? What was the other question aside from escort? Uh, to do with like let's say Pornhub and those type of like more generalized free porn, how they should regulate where it's free to upload. Well, in terms of what they need to regulate, would you agree with that? Be in terms of her? Yeah, sentiments? I mean, regulating free porn industries is vital because it's causing free porn is the reason why I think porn has such a bad name and um, is 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 going is just get. Oh, I'm trying to think of the words. Pornhub is the reason why so many of these, um, sorry, I'm trying to think of the words. Get back to me on that. Um, talk to Abby first and then I'll think of what I wanted to say. Uh, Ellie, let's go to you and then we'll come back That's for good. Lucy for final words and for her to finish off. So okay. Ellie, Ellie, let's final comments from you on uh, escorting and I, I, honestly, I know this is probably going to be controversial, but I think by destigmatizing things like escorting and porn sites, you are massively damaging women psychologically as well as their self-esteem. You know, um, by using kind of porn and escorting sites, female sexualization is beginning to make women to question themselves that they need to act like a porn star, they need to be seen sexy by men. And, you know, this is leading to these teenagers being affected and these women being affected and their self-esteem is damaged. And now, you know, plastic surgery rates are going up higher than ever before. And, you know, this is real feminism, looking at how it's damaging women and how we can help it, not by not by destigmatizing sex work, by by looking at the consequences. Um, and there are studies that are um, damages of it. But I really think that more studies and, you know, it needs to be looked into a lot more on how this is affecting women and men. And we need to come up with real like solutions. Lucy, are you ready for final comments? Yeah, I think paying for your porn is vital to legitimise the industry. And I think it's an industry that does need legitimising because it's not going away. It won't disappear. The sex industry will never leave. So the only way to make it safer and to improve people's mental health, because I think talking about sex and talking about sex work and porn is a way in order to remove any shame or any stigma surrounding these issues say you do become addicted or develop a problem with it or develop an unhealthy relationship with it and i think porn and the reason why Pornhub is so grotesque is because the access of free porn pushes porn stars and other people in the sex industry into creating more extreme more content because the money in porn has decreased which is what has led to the issues at hand that we've talked about today Perfect. Thank, thank you very much, you three, for joining. I must admit, this has been one of my most favourite debates in quite some time, so I really do appreciate you three joining. Uh, and to you, obviously, the listener, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, this has been POI Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next week.